Harry Delos Andrews, known by his followers as Sir Harry, was an American medievalist who lived from 1890 to 1981. When America entered World War I, Sir Harry refused to use the dishonorable weapons of modern war, and instead served as a nurse in U.S. Army hospitals. He was declared dead in 1917 after succumbing to cerebral spiral meningitis, but was miraculously revived by an experimental procedure to eject adrenaline into his heart. After the war, he formed a Boy Scout troop called the Knights of the Golden Trail in order to teach young boys the values of chivalrous knighthood, values that could not be seen in the hellish battlefields of World War I. In 1927, Sir Harry began construction on the castle that would serve as the headquarters of the Knights of the Golden Trail, a castle known as Chateau La Roche. This castle still stands today in Loveland, Ohio, and it is still maintained by the descendants of the original Knights of the Golden Trail. If you ask one of the knights, they will tell you a legend that while he was stationed in France, Sir Harry saved the life of an English nobleman and was knighted in gratitude for this service. This English man was indeed from an old, noble bloodline, and of high enough rank to perform his own knightings. He too was disillusioned by war, and instead placed his faith in the amazing healing power of modern medicine. He followed Sir Harry to America, and vowed to use his fortune and all his years of wisdom to build a new type of kingdom. A kingdom founded not by the sword and the fist, but by the smile and the gentle handshake. waiting in the green room behind the main auditorium of the Greater Columbus Convention Center. You are here to attend the world's largest medical convention as employees and representatives of Soul Care, the experimental private hospital that you've been working at for the past year. Very soon, you will be asked to come on stage and tell an inspiring story about the amazing things you've been able to achieve with Eidolon Medicine. But for now, all you need to do is wait. So since we have some time, why don't you tell me about yourself, Dr. Larch? Hi, uh, Dr. Armelia Larch. Uh, I am new to this whole medical science thing. I just like people and fixing and diseases, and I'm so excited to be here. Um, I've never really been around this many people all at once. Um, it's great. Um, I'm happy to be part of this team. And I'm really nervous about going up there and giving my performance. I, I, you know, I do what I can on the medical field, but 
I'm only one person, and you know, sorry, I got I kind of trailed off. Um, but yeah, I've I've been doing this for about three to four years here. Um, before that, Pacey, but um, I'm happy to be part of the team, and I'm happy to help everyone else fight diseases. Tell me about your Eidolon. My Eidolon, Mistress of the Sea Salt, the Quick Lime Girl, uh, is a wild card Eidolon that lets me do a lot of weird different things. It's, uh, let me see. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a very morphable. It has a lot of different forms, but they all seem to be plant-based. They all are either greenish or have plants coming off of them. That, that's the vibe. It seems like you care a lot about making life flourish. Yes, it's just the, the world today with global warming and the violence and diseases are going out of control. It just, I want to make sure that life continues on this planet and it's infinite of diversity and, and the interlocking ways. And it's so sad to see something go extinct. And I would hate to see that happen to humans too. I mean, not that, like, humans are in danger of going extinct or anything. It's just, you know, na the way nature's going these days, it's like, you know, are humans at war with nature? Kind of seems so. I see here that your greatest fear is the world is dying and I can't save it. Do you think that working at Soul Care will help you save it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think one of the things that being an Eidolon user is, and a doctor as well has taught me is that, um... When you go out and you do good for people, it also helps you. And maybe if I can plant the seed of uh, love of nature and conservation and such in the, my patients, then I'm kind of fighting it one step at a time. And all of these humans coming together, I mean, all of us coming together and working towards a better future for all of the world, that seems like a better solution than, you know, extinction. That seems like a great attitude for a doctor. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> yeah. Sam Doric, tell me about yourself. I, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. Why they, why they sent me for, for this? I'm not even supposed to. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just support staff. You know, I, I'm here to make the doctors' lives easier. I'm, I'm. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not really even a professional. I just I just handle all of the, you know, all the stuff that gets in the way of the doctors doing what they need to do. I I I like being helpful, but I'm I'm not the person you put in charge of something as important as somebody's lives and I don't I don't know why I'm here. Do you think your job is less important than the doctors? Oh, gosh, no. Um I mean, I Look, the director of the hospital always says, you know, everyone, everyone at the hospital is part of the uh, life-saving machine. Every, every single person from the, from the janitors to the surgeons are instrumental in doing what we do. And I, I, I agree. I do believe that. But, I mean, what I do isn't saving lives. It's clearing the way for people to save lives. And that's, that's important, but, like, that's not special. Anyone could do that. Your Eidolon is also a bit unusual. Tell me about it. I, I don't know if it is an Eidolon. Um, it, I kind of think of it as more of a, a curse, a, a haunting. Um, it wasn't, it was never meant to be mine. I, I only have it because I, for once, poked my nose somewhere where it didn't need to be, really. Um, you know, a, a, a patient who died, I was just, you know, 
I wasn't supposed to be the one cleaning, you know, cleaning up after them, preparing their effects and everything, but I, I jumped in on it because I was curious, and I mean, as soon as I picked up those gloves, they, they became, well, they're, I can't get rid of them. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I still hear her voice in my head telling me, telling me what to do when I don't want to use them, and, you know, making, making me, well, she doesn't make me, but she never lets me hear the end of it if I ignore her. What can you do with these gloves? I don't fully know how to control it, but sometimes when I touch things, like I'm always wearing them. They they usually look like, you know, the polystyrene kind of gloves that we'd be wearing in our job, but like they'll, they'll change if they need to, but I, I always have them. But sometimes when I touch things, I, I get these little flashes, like visions almost of what happened to them recently. It, I mean, I guess that's why I'm here. I mean, the first time I, I touched a patient and you know saw exactly what pills they'd taken and you know told somebody about it like that I mean that did save a life I suppose but it says here your greatest fear is being insane are you worried that these visions you have might not be real yeah I mean like I mean obviously eidolons are, are a thing most of the you know the doctors at the hospital all have them but I I don't think they normally have voices in their head I don't I don't think the ghost of a dead woman is haunting them, and I don't know that that's something that should happen, even in this world. All right. Let's move on to Dr. Pyre. Um, yeah, hi. Well, Dr. Pyre, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much there is to tell. Uh, I did not want to be here. Um, this is kind of a waste of my time. I could be in the operating room helping a patient right now and instead I'm here doing PR work which um, doesn't really feel like it's in the spirit of my job. I am a uh, surgeon uh, specializing in uh, cancer tumor removal but you know I've, I've done lots of different kinds of surgeries and uh, my Eidolon burning for you um, assists me in, in that and in any kind of patient care really. Um, I can sense pain and sickness through it. Um, I guess more literally, I feel uh, pain and sickness as a um, burning uh, in my own body. And um, it definitely took some getting used to at first, but it uh, when you can feel the exact points of... Um, when you can feel exactly where in your body the patient is hurting, it can be a big help when you're trying to relieve that pain in them. Um, it helps to understand exactly how badly the patient is uh, feeling, where they're feeling it, and um, you know, if I can relieve it in them, I can uh, relieve it in myself as well. It sounds like your job might even be a little more exhausting for you than it is for your colleagues. Aren't you glad to get a little break? Um, no. Uh, I, is it exhausting? I mean, I, I suppose so, but, um, this is, this is my life. This is my, uh, this is what I do. It says here that your greatest fear is losing another patient. That means you've lost one before. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, I did. Would you like to talk about that? He has been, um, fiddling with the wedding ring on his hand this entire time, and he sort of subconsciously moves his finger to cover it up and puts his hands in his lap and just says, um, no, 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 I would not. Okay. 
Let's move on to Dr. Harper. Yeah, what's up? Tell me about yourself. Uh, well, finished uh, medical school, immediately recruited to uh, this program. Um, but, you know, it's just because I've uh, been known as the best of the biz for a minute. Uh, you know, given I've only been at this for a minute, but people know me. You have something of a reputation. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Tell me a little bit about your Eidolon. Uh, my Eidolon, the siege and investiture of Baron von Frankenstein's castle at Wyseria, um, really allows me to take a direct approach to medicine. I don't have to worry too much about uh, any any outside influences between myself and the patient. Uh, we you know we go we go to war against disease daily, uh, and my Eidolon uh, changes the room into a battlefield, and we're winning battles against disease every day. So you think of your job as something akin to a soldier? Yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a commander uh, with an army that fights uh, fights disease. It says here that your greatest fear is not being the greatest doctor. So you you wish to be known as the number one doctor? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, these guys are all sad about whatever they're doing. All you know, whatever pessimism, happiness, uh, joy to the world, what have you. I am here uh, because I get results. Uh, everything else doesn't much matter. You start hearing Imagine Dragons playing over the speakers in the auditorium in front of you as uh, the announcer says, Everybody, please welcome to the stage CEO of Soul Care, Matt Fisher. That's Matt. <laughs> Woo, Matt. <laughs> Everyone loves Matt Fisher, your boss, the CEO of Soul Care. Most doctors don't like when you call them by their first name, but Matt is just so compassionate and has a great way with patients and the members. So I'm really excited to see what his speech is. Matt is not, is not a physician. That's what he hires you for. He's just the businessman. He gets people and like understands all that business that I don't have the head for. And it just makes it really easier for us to do our job. Exactly. He just wants to make your job easier. He waves to the crowd as they keep clapping and clapping, and he eventually calms them down and starts his speech. Some people believe that the future of medicine is in machines and artificial intelligence. They place their faith in the cold analysis of data and pattern recognition. But whatever happened to the human touch? The bedside manner? When's the last time you went to the doctor and felt like you were actually treated like a human being? Bringing the soul back to medicine is exactly the reason I started Soul Care. Our mission is a medicine with a soul, medicine that cares about you. When you come to our flagship hospital right here in Columbus, Ohio, the medical capital of the world, we don't ask for your insurance card, we ask for your name. By not contracting with any insurance companies, we have nearly eliminated the administrative costs of the traditional hospital model and we pass the savings onto our patients with our affordable, interest-free payment plans. I personally visit and shake the hands of every single patient in our hospital so they can voice any concerns they have directly to me. I'm proud to say that the patients of Soul Care are not just my patients, they're my friends. But there's more we can do to disrupt the market. We at Soul Care seek to transcend the limits of scientific medicine, turning to the wisdom of intuitive knowledge and esoteric practices that have served people for thousands of years. Scientific medicine has become inaccessible and unaffordable, 
but the traditional medicine market is filled with quacks and scam artists who exploit people's desperation for money. Soul Care seeks to use the strength of both worlds, with the weaknesses of neither. To that end, we are proud to publicly reveal a completely new field of medicine, Eidolon Medicine. One year ago, we used proprietary arcane rituals to awaken the souls of four of today's top medical professionals, allowing their spirits to be externalized as Eidolons, beings with incredible paranormal abilities that deliver miraculous medical results. To put it in other words, we have found the Holy Grail. But don't take my word for it, I'm just a blood-sucking businessman. Let's hear it from the doctors themselves. Come on out here, Dr. Harper! Yeah, he walks out there, he's waving. How uh, you doing? guns at the crowd. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? What were you doing one year ago today? Uh, well, I was finishing up my initial uh, schooling, and then, you know, we got to talking. You were a bright young mind filled with so much potential. That's exactly why I wanted to scoop you up. And what did you gain once we used the Eidolon ritual on you? Uh, well, uh, the ability to heal almost anyone, as far as I can tell. Tell me an amazing story about someone you saved. Uh, pretty early on last year, uh, there was a woman, um, her name was Alana, we won't go any further than that, um, but, uh, she had a long-term, um, failure of her liver, um, she had gone to a number of specialists, was unable to, uh, receive any care that had any kind of positive result, um, and, you know, she came to us, uh, as kind of a last-ditch effort to, you know, save her body, and... Listen, I won't lie to you and say it was easy. This was a, uh, this was a 24-day siege. Um, but after a lot of fighting, uh, after, after a lot of literal combat, we got it done. She is now living her life uh, without complication. You were able to cure her. That's right, yes. When no one else could. That's right. And you did it just by yourself. Well, you know, we have the support staff at the hospital, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much just me. That's incredible. Everyone give a big hand to Dr. Harper. Dr. Pyre, come out here. Yeah, Dr. Pyre walks out on stage and uh, he kind of like gives a wave and then winces because as he's walking out, the like front rows are starting to enter his Eidolon range. And it's not necessarily that anybody is seriously hurt or sick, but, you know, every creaky joint, every minor case of the sniffles, anything like that is igniting small fires through his body that he is doing his best not to really uh, uh, react to externally. Crowds are not great for him. Dr. Pyre, where were you one year ago today? Uh, I was uh, practicing medicine up in uh, Cincinnati. And what kind of medicine did you practice? Uh, I am a surgeon, um, uh, primarily uh, focused on uh, cancer operations. That's a tough job. That's a tough job. And what was our Eidolon ritual able to give you? I suppose you could say it has given me a profound sense of empathy. Um, I'm sure that uh, we're all familiar with uh, stories of a patient that goes to multiple doctors, multiple specialists, told over and over again that um, there's nothing wrong with them, only for them to finally find someone that is willing to really listen to them and believe them and discover that they have uh, been suffering some kind of severe illness for that entire time. Um, and if uh, if one of those earlier doctors had uh, shown a little more 
empathy, then maybe it could have been uh, uh, dealt with um, in a more timely way. He is like starting to choke up a little bit in a way that is kind of harshing the, the vibe you're trying to cultivate on the stage here. Matt puts his arms around you and says, I understand. Empathy is exactly what we're all about here at Soul Care. How can doctors help people if they don't understand them? Who were you able to help with your superpowers of empathy? Uh, there was um, a uh, uh, young woman who went through exactly what I just described, um, then, uh, you know, visited us, and I didn't even need to examine her as soon as I was in the room with her. I knew exactly what was wrong, and we rushed her to the surgery room. Um, <laughs> we had a, uh, a newer assistant on staff that cut their finger on a scalpel, um, trying to clean it for me, and um, I I have the power to empathize, and that, uh, that means with everybody, so I, uh, <laughs> I had to operate on her with that pain in my finger, but um, we were able to uh, save her. Um, if she'd come to us in the first place, she wouldn't have even needed an operation. You were able to diagnose her immediately. At Soul Care, you don't even have to go through weeks and weeks of tests and false positives and red herrings. You come to Dr. Pyre, he can just know what to do. All right, Sam Dora, come on to the stage. Yeah, uh, Sam comes up still looking a little baffled as to why he's here or they're here. It doesn't really matter. They'll, they'll take any pronouns. Now, Sam, you were actually not part of our original Eidolon ritual, but you were able to develop an Eidolon anyway. Uh, um, yes, that is true. And what is your job at Soul Care? Uh, I'm, I'm an orderly. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the people responsible for, you know, getting patients to and from where they need to go, making sure that they're, you know, being taken care of, you know, in recovery or outside of the actual medical procedures, um, sometimes preparing stuff for the medical staff. A lot of people would say that orderlies are less important than physicians, but that's not what we believe at Soul Care. Everyone who works at Soul Care is a crucial part of the healing process. Can you tell me a story about someone you healed? Uh, um, yeah, sure. Um, I, there was, um, yeah, we had a patient who was in for just some, you know, general uh, headaches and aches and other other symptoms or whatever. Um, the doctors were, you know, doing some doing some testing on on him, but you know they didn't really have a whole lot to go on, and you know he didn't really have a whole lot he could tell them. When when I was, uh, you know, adjusting uh, some stuff in his for him uh, with his bed, I accidentally brushed across his leg and um. Got a little, um, got a little flash of, uh, he was outside, uh, doing some work in his garden. Didn't even notice it, but a bat had bit him on the leg. Um, tiny little bite, didn't even notice it. But as soon as I brought that to his doctor's attention, they did a, they did a test for rabies, came back positive, and they were able to get him, uh, on medication before it reached the untreatable stage. This is exactly what I'm talking about with the soul care philosophy. Even the observations of an orderly are able to save somebody's life. And last, but certainly not least, coming out here, Dr. Larch. Larch, uh, moseys up slowly. And, uh, pleasure to be here. <sighs> she, she looks nervous. Um, 
physical with the legal stuff, if I'm honest, for this one. Like, you got it covered, right? Of course, you're a hero. Don't, I'll take care of all that stuff. Just tell me your honest thoughts. Tell me your story. Before I was a medical professional, I was a street medic with a bunch of environmental, some would call them terrorists, but they didn't really have a lot of medical personnel there, and I did my best to help them when they were defending forests and other animals and whatnot, and I was able to, you know, their spirits were so strong, but the flesh can only do so much, and I like to think that with my help, I was able to keep the fight going a little bit longer. That's exactly what I'm talking about with soul care. Medicine is not just about hospitals and medical degrees. A doctor is anyone who chooses to heal others. That's exactly why I wanted to hire you at soul care, because you have the spirit. You really care. Tell me a little bit about the Eidolon that you were able to get. Oh, my Eidolon. Um, can I, can I deal in? Do you want to do that now or? Yeah, let's deal in. What are my options? How about an alchemist, an infiltrator, and a navigator? Alchemist, infiltrator, and navigator. Yeah, okay. Let's go with the infiltrator. Uh, she uh, clutches her hand to her chest, and um, there's a ball of like light like the sun behind her uh, that turns into a green four-foot-tall cactus man wearing a Hawaiian shirt and uh, white pants and a, a, a gold chain that says, I'm him. <laughs> um, it's like uh, my Eidolon the great sun jester uh, allows me to enter into plant matter and you know attack disease from the inside uh, there was like the, the charges are still you know nothing I, legally I can't say anything here but there was an attack on the food of the protesters uh, that was laced with poison uh, that wouldn't be able to be detected uh, but I entered uh, the cellulose fiber of a plant membrane, which is hard to digest, uh, entered the body of one of the patients, uh, and was able to deduce uh, the exact chemical composition of the agents they tried to use on the force. Uh, once I passed through them, obviously, uh, I was able to deduct a, or formulate a remedy and heal the encampment. That's an incredible achievement. That would take a regular doctor weeks to figure out, and you were able to do it immediately with the power of Eidolon medicine. I suppose so, yes. Matt turns back to the crowd and says, And this is just the beginning of our program. After a year of incredible successes, we are willing to expand our rituals into all soul care facilities across the country. So get excited, everybody! Woo! And he walks off the stage taking you with him. All right, everybody, you did a great job. Fantastic. Give me a high five. Uh, Dr. Harper high fives him immediately. High five? High five? High five? High five. I stare at you for like a beat and then sort of reluctantly raise a hand. All right, guys, you're back on the clock. Dawn tomorrow morning. But for now, just enjoy the rest of the convention. Okay? See you later. And with that, we are going to answer downtime. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's do the debrief. <laughs> How do you feel about how the, how the previous uptime went? Good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm satisfied with it. Okay, we'll set the Phantom Clock back from one to one. So true. I'll give it a thumbs down. Or what didn't you like about it? Again, I I could this I could have been doing more important things with my time. Okay, you were more worried about the purely medical side of things. Yeah, exactly. I was worried I wasn't going to be good up there, but I think... 
the, the crowd was clapping a lot, so that means that they enjoyed it. So I enjoyed it. You can absolutely tell that the, the crowd was wowed. They were impressed with this incredible paranormal medical ability. I, I'm just happy to be able to, you know, help the hospital in whatever ways they, you know, find useful. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm glad that they're, you know, highlighting the importance of the support staff. So now you just have uh, the whole medical convention in the area around it that you can explore at your leisure. Just think of it as being like PAX, but with medicine instead of video games. <laughs> so if you'd like to do any downtime moves, uh, you know, let me know. Head it over to the free play area just to do like some basic like physicals on patients. They have like seven tables oh. of operations set up. Uh -huh. <laughs> They have a developer nearby. It's like, for this operation... Various surgeon simulator games. No, for this operation, you only need to do... Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do a downtime move at the operation table? <sighs> I, I have I have a <laughs> suggestion. I know where Amelia Lark is going to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know the thing you do where you transplant, like, uh, people's fecal matter into other people's bodies to, like, transfer the nutrients over? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over that. It's just all over that. And, like, oh, what, what about the composition of the, the diet? And how does, oh, good pathogens versus bad pathogens and all of that stuff? Mm -hmm. Would anyone like to go with them? Do I want to go with it? Or are you? Are you going to, like, a panel about it? Or, like, a... <laughs> I think it's funnier if there's, like, shit around. I don't know how to say that. I don't know. If uh, <laughs> there's just a booth but with, like, like just like giant jars pictures of... of... Yeah. 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 Now, would you call this a, a gather information or a live it up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this much about my character immediately, but I think this is live it up for them. This is, like, going to Disneyland. <laughs> Oh, yeah, listen, if there's one thing I've learned about doctors through various television shows, it's that a lot of them do just really enjoy, like, Poop. attending lectures and stuff on medical things, because... No, sure. Yeah. If I've learned yeah. anything from working with them, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is getting a little bit from my relatives that are nurses that are like, oh, do you want to hear about this disgusting thing? This is so gross. This is crazy what the human body does. <laughs> they fucking love hearing about, like wild ass medical shit yeah they i have seen some of the worst shit i have ever seen in my life over the last two years because mostly because uh, medical staff are so excited to show each other the nastiest shit you've ever seen in your life <laughs> well some is somebody going with ty to check out the poop booth i'm going with ty to check out the poop booth. Poop, 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 okay. poop. it's uh dr harper dr larch at the poop booth uh dr larch you have pow of one yes <laughs> Oh no, I've more reached myself again. Oh no. Alright, let's first draw the game. Death. Let's go. <laughs> great. Love it. <laughs> that's that's a great that's sign for this medical game. Look, something ends, your shit, and something else begins, their shit. <laughs> On the neutral card, you have a good time, but you take things a bit too far. Describe oh, no. something you break or ruin. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Bali, what was your doctor's name again? Uh, Dr. Harper. Dr. Drake Harper. See, I think I think the panel here is just like a presenter. Let's call him uh, Billy Baloney. And he's he just has <laughs> like a bunch of jars of shit and is like explaining the composition of the bacteria and the shit and how it can help different conditions and stuff. He's just giving a little lecture. 
I don't want to do the obvious thing, but of course I do. Amelia gets too excited and asks Dr. Harper to take a picture of her next to the shit, and she knocks it over, and it's not good. <laughs> Maybe knocks it onto one of the other doctors. <laughs> Dr. Larch! Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so excited, I just... Um, Help me clean this up. Uh, uh, I know, I know it's exciting, but you have to keep yourself under control, okay? These are very delicate objects. Like, bring the shit with my hands. Unprofessional. Not clean. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Dr. Harper, are you helping? Yeah, I think I, he's at least walking up like, uh, okay, you need to put on some gloves. That's yeah. disgusting. Can't. Sorry. Two hands on. Gross. I, let me get supplies here. Uh, and he goes to get, like, you know, some some equipment so they don't have to handle it with bare hands. Billy Baloney just gives you a little evil eye, and after you clean it up, shoes you away. And uh, every time you start approaching here again, just tries to, like, hide his face from you. Well, now look. Now this guy doesn't like us. That's a big faux pas, right? That's, like, not a thing that you're supposed to do around other humans, other people. Yeah, no, that's not good. Jeez. <sighs> Do you think I ruined it for Well, um, it is a faux pas, but, you know, things happen at these conventions. They meet a thousand people a day. I'm sure they won't remember it. Okay. All right. I just... <laughs> right, yeah, I'm sure they won't remember the person who knocked over the jars of shit that were hanging out. <sighs> hey there, it's me, Luke. I haven't done one of these in, like, a month? Whew. Well, <laughs> you're done being rid of me. I'm back as a player for this month, baby. Uh, and I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. Eidolon Playtest. Oh, wow. I have not done this in a while. Patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. There we go. Uh, that's a great website. My favorite website on the internet because it's the website where people can go to click a button and give me money. And, you know, everyone else on the show, we split it evenly. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, for just $1 a month, you get every show a full week in advance. If you're listening to this on the free feed, you could have been listening to me stumble through this ad read last week. And you could be listening to the second episode of Idol on Oyster right now. Uh, for $3 a month, you get some bonus content. You get GM notes for every session. Uh, Iris wrote way more extensive GM notes than I do, usually. So if you're into those, uh, go check that out. Uh, I'm not really sure the state of Crystal's GM notes. Haven't gotten to look at them yet. Um, you also get a bonus monthly design podcast with me and Molly, where we work on the second edition of the game. And Idol on Playlist, a music podcast where we talk about the music referenced on the show this month is obviously going to be about blue oyster, blue oyster cult what the fuck blue oyster cult uh and uh yeah that was a pretty fun one to record short one because it turns out i much like queen not a ton of say about oh wow hi there it's me luke the host and gm of this podcast normally I haven't done as much talking into a microphone in the past month as I normally do, and I've clearly fallen a little out of practice. Let's back that up one more time. There's not a lot to say about the band Blue Oyster Cult, uh, other than they're good to listen to and I like them. Uh, for $5 a month, you get the current edition of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, along with every previous edition of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, so that's neat. Um... 
And for $10 a month, you get uh, random stuff that we cover. This month, the SAG After Strike is finally over, which means we can finally, finally finish covering Stone Ocean. Uh, a new episode of Actually, I Meant For You To Pod My Cast will be coming out uh, sometime in the next week or two. Uh, and by a new episode, I mean episode we recorded months ago and have sat on ever since. Um, I think that covers just about everything. Oh, except for $5 a month also gets your name shouted out on the podcast, alike so. I'd like to give a thank you to Ryleth, Blue Blue, Hex of Lexi, Rainy, Matt Palladium, Luca, Monica, Abilene, The Cat Fangs, Mike Mullen, D Nutborn, Trigger Harpy, Fred Smith, Megan Anderson, Robust Laser, Johan 159, Vivid Ripley Mufadrome, uh, Ari Fitzgibbon, Ian Urbina, Jeans, Thomas Rohrer, Steradia Aphrodite, Isabella, Mew Mew, Hilda Kitty, Roxanne, Cat Girl, Dick Blaster, Viking Soren, Drashura, and Liam Black. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And uh, if you can't afford or just don't want to support the Patreon, there are free ways that you can help uh, support us. The number one being spread the word. Uh, we don't grow our audience except through word of mouth. So tell your friends about this show if you haven't already. Uh, also, get on your podcasting platform of choice and uh, rate us five stars and give us a review if possible. Mainly on Apple Podcasts. That's the one I check obsessively. So go and hop on Apple Podcasts real quick. Just click the five star. Click write a review. Write nice five stars. It'll make my day. Um, I think that's everything I've got. I'm Wow, I got through this ad read fast. I feel like that means I probably forgot something. But I'm just going to cut my losses and get out of here. Bye. Dr. Pyre and Sam, what are you, what are you up to? Um, so, okay, Here, here's what I'm thinking, Lexi. Uh, do you want to hatch a scheme with me? Yes! Uh, sure, I guess I'd need to hear the scheme. Well, basically, what I'm thinking is that, um, I guess, let, let me go in character here. I think as soon as, um, I'm very sorry, Crystal, what's your, what was the director's name? Matt Fisher. As soon as uh, Matt told everyone to enjoy the convention for the rest of the day, I think, uh, 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 you know, doctors uh, Larch and Harper went to the shit panel and I was immediately like, all right, well, I am headed back to the hotel room and I like start walking away and I stop and I look back at you, Sam, and say, uh, hey, Sam, are you, uh, are you busy with anything? You've got anything you want to, um, check out? Not, nothing important. I was, you know, I was just gonna kind of walk around and look at some of the like equipment that people are showing off, but it's not that big a deal. Oh, I mean, if you want to walk the floor, I'm not gonna stop you. But um, we should, we should talk because um, I feel like we could uh, work together and maybe get some good results. What do you mean? Well, just in the future, you know, I, I can sense what a patient is feeling in the moment, but you can give me their entire history right and i think if we can combine those talents then we can uh it it, it could be very useful uh sam kind of rubs the back of their head and is like well it, it's not their entire history it's recent history really um well e even that but yeah i i guess if you think i it could help i'm you know i'm here to help as uh, as Sam's rubbing the back of their head, they get a brief flashback to uh, their last haircut. <laughs>
Um, listen, uh, this crowd is killing me. Um, why don't we... We'll tell you what. You walk the floor, do what you want to do. Let me know when you're back at the hotel. We can meet up in the lobby and maybe, um, practice, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Alright, yeah, just, uh, just give me a call. And yeah, he's just gonna wait for you and the lobby. I don't know if we want to skip ahead to that, or... Is there anything you'd like to do before meeting him, Sam? Oh, um... I was kind of thinking of um, doing a quick call in a favor with an NPC and making you uh, whip up an NPC. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I want to I say that um, as Sam is looking at some of the text, um, they meet up with a um, orderly from another hospital that they happen to, like, you know, they know because it's another hospital in the area and, you know, they probably went through some schooling together and, you know, just, you know, professional acquaintances or whatever. And um, they have been engaging for years in a sort of, um, let's call it back-channel trades of medical equipment. Because <laughs> you know how it goes with hospitals. There's always, you know, the budgets are pretty carefully controlled, so they don't necessarily always have exactly what they need on hand. Some hospitals may end up having way too many, way too much gauze. Another one maybe has extra syringes. And so some of the orderlies kind of have a... Um, have an exchange program going on where they, you know, kind of raid each other's, uh, raid their own supply closets for stuff they have extras of that nobody's going to notice that they get misplaced and swap them for stuff that they're short on with other hospitals. <laughs> Medical supply group chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black market trading. I get it. And um, our hospital is um, desperately low on bedpans, and there's been somewhat of a bedpan shortage. And so Sam has been trying to work up this deal for uh, exchange for some bedpans for a while. All right. I think uh, you get a little page from your acquaintance, Shrimp Scampi. <laughs> and uh, they're going to they're going to meet you out in the back alley by the dumpster of the convention center. Sweet. Hello, Doric. Uh, hey, Shrimp. So uh, what you got for me? All right. So I have 500 rolls. Of the ZX2 gauze, the good stuff. ZX2 gauze, not the ZX3. Oh, come on, come on, shrimp. You know they'd notice if I if I took any of the ZX3. We we don't get that much allotted. <sighs> well, I gotta say, I didn't get you the uh, medium grade bed pans. I got the stainless steel here. You know how important stainless is in this business. Uh, you know I do, buddy. You know I do. Um. <sighs> Uh, Sam pulls off the backpack they've been wearing and is digging around a little bit. Um, how are you guys doing for, uh, sutures? We could use a few sutures, especially since, uh, you know, the exchange rate on the pans and the gauze isn't quite what I'd like it to be. I think we can even that out with some sutures. Yeah, I've got dissolvable and non-dissolvable. Um, mix of both? Need one more than the other? Let's, uh, let's take an even batch of both. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Give me a glam draw. Yeah, um, that is, uh, one. All right. The Hanged Man. On the negative card, they somehow talk you into doing a favor for them for nothing in return. Great. Oh, shit. Oh, I gotta say, this isn't the best quality. I, I, you know, I know you're doing your best, and I guess I'll accept this, but, uh, you kind of owe me one, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I guess we really need those bedpans, and, you know, I, I can only work with what I got here, so, um, if, yeah, if this isn't enough, I guess I can float you the rest? Well, uh, I'm thinking something a little more immediate. I don't want the interest to build up on this one to have it turn into a two. So how about this? You get me some of the, uh, 
be the the medicine that's locked up in the cabinet. You know what I mean? But what I, I mean, I can't get in there without you know you need prescriptions to get into all the meds. Well, if you can't get in there, you can't get in there. It's not like we're already running an illegal black market trading operation. You know how much trouble you can get into for this? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I suppose you're right. Um, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know? They can't hang it twice. Yeah, um, I guess, what do you mean? Like, opiates, or...? Uh, he pulls out a scroll of basically every opiate in the business <laughs> and asks you to get uh, two bottles of each. Yeah, um... Get two bottles is most. There's a few here that they'll definitely notice if any are missing. Um, okay, you know what? I like you, so I'm gonna cut you a break. Just give me one bottle by morning, and then the rest you can uh, pay as you go. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will absolutely by morning. Um, my ship. I'm probably not gonna be able to get it until morning, but um, I can meet you after work. All right. Same place, same time as usual. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Hey, uh, Doric. Yeah, shrimp. Don't work too hard. Never do. Never do. All right. Does anyone else want to do a downtime move before uh, <laughs> Sam meets Pyre? Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> anyone? Doesn't sound like it. Okay. Yeah. Let's have uh, Sam and Pyre meet. Okay. Yeah. Sam has just been like laying up in his hotel room um, this whole time. Honestly, that's what he planned to do for the rest of the day, but it occurred to him that he should probably try to build a bit of a working relationship with uh, the other Eidolon users, and Sam was the one who was free, so. Yeah, I have a feeling for a, for a you know, long-time doctor, just having a day where you can just kind of kick your feet up and get some extra rest is probably... Right, well, and again, being in a crowd is a deeply unpleasant experience for yeah, me. Yeah, especially a convention where a lot of people probably are taking the best care of themselves. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you get back to the hotel and he is just, um, you know, you've already called to let, let him know that you're coming and he's just yeah. sitting on a, like, bench waiting for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, um, a little later than I was hoping, Dr. Pyre. No, um, no, you're fine, you're fine. Yeah, no, I um, ran into a, ran into an acquaintance, spent a little time catching up. No, that, that, that's completely fine. That, I mean, that's... supposed to be doing a few things, right? That's what you're here for. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm the one being a little bit of a, uh party pooper here um what i was thinking was we could just sort of sit here and people watch and if i can detect somebody with some kind of um ailment some kind of uh pain or sickness then maybe you can get in and figure out where that came from what the cause of it is by looking at their history we we, we can try it um I don't necessarily have control over when this does and doesn't um work, but I will do my best. Well, I don't exactly. I, ah, he like grabs his right hand uh, as though it hurts. Okay, um, somebody just walked near me that has some kind of. He's sort of like flexing his fingers to test it. It's some kind of chronic hand pain. Um, he looks around and sort of sees one person that got close and and kind of like locks his eyes on them. I think it's them. Okay. So if you can see, if you can figure out why they have chronic hand pain, then we might have something here. I'll see what I can do. Um, and I'm going to go up to that guy and introduce myself. Hope to get a handshake. Oh, uh, hi. It's uh, Sam Dork, right? I saw you at the uh, at the Soul Care show. Oh, right. I was on stage. I, and Sam looks down and realizes they're also wearing a name tag. And they're like, uh, right. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so rude. My name is um, John Kramer. 
yeah, nice, nice to meet you, John. Um, Doctor Kramer. Oh no, I, I'm just a nurse. God damn it, Crystal. What? <laughs> I just googled John Kramer. Yeah. Oh, I I know what this is, but I'm. <laughs> I knew it was something because the last guy was named Shrimp Scampy. Here's the difference between you and me is that I don't look up name generators. I just say the first thing that comes to my head. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I've noticed. Um. Anyway, uh, Sam. Sam goes to uh shake their hand. And yeah, I'm trying to to hatch a scheme here, Crystal. Okay, just give me uh, an Ellie draw. So I believe I have two Ellie. Uh, yes, two Ellie. Okay. You have strength and the emperor. Gotta go with strength. All right. And strength is, of course, a neutral card, right? No, it's positive. No, that's positive. It's positive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Triumph through force. Okay. Well, positive card, you lay the groundwork. Strength is, of course, good. <laughs> On a positive card, you lay the groundwork to turn the tables at a critical future moment. During the next up time, each of you draw an extra card whenever you reveal your master plan and incorporate your preparations into that plan. So what exactly is your plan here? My plan, like I said, is just to see if we can't coordinate our Eidolon abilities um, in a way. They seem compatible to me. Again, like I can see what is presently wrong with them, and I'm hoping I can sort of um, utilize Sam's Eidolon to get a clean picture of their uh history to better understand where the current ailment is coming from and the way i was kind of thinking of playing with this is um the way i've been using i've been thinking of sam's eidolon as having worked so far is it's very much a an heirloom this isn't sam's eidolon this is vera gemini's eidolon and when it's been activating it's kind of been whatever remains of her working through sam um the way the Eidolon worked, or the, what the power it says, is um, it uses her mastery of cold reading beyond physical limits. She was a psychic, and she would, you know, use what she could sense of the people coming to her to kind of make up readings that would fit them. And this basically gave her an edge by actually being able to see things in their recent past from them that would help her um, shape that. And up until now, that hasn't really been consciously directed much by Sam. But in this case, Sam is trying to use the information, the specific information that Dr. Pyre provided them to try and direct the power. Okay, so you're trying to look into the recent history of John Kramer's hand pain. Yeah, like, yeah, if there's anything I can sense of, you know, something they've been doing with the hand or something that's been going on with the hand that maybe they're not even aware of. Okay, I think you drew strengths. So I think what you're able to sense in the recent past of John Kramer is that John Kramer is a gamer. <laughs> he, oh, okay. For him, there's no better, better way to de-stress after a long day at work than just uh, booting up good old Halo and playing into all hours of the nights. You can see that at home, he he doesn't have much else to do. He likes to turn his brain off and shoot and game. But as you know, long hours of gaming with no breaks are not great for the wrists, especially high-paced action games. Yeah, it's a lot of fine finger movements too, probably some... So uh, what can I do for you, Dork? Oh, um... Just you know, just just introducing myself to folks. Um, how long have you been? How long have you been in this? You know, how long have you been nursing? Ooh, twenty years or so. You can see that he's a middle-aged man. 
Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much got into this out of straight out of school, and it's what I've been doing since. I don't really know how to do anything else. Yeah, I uh, I can kind of relate. Um, I mean, I I do a lot of different things at my job, but like, you know, you get into the you get into the routine of it, you get comfortable with what you're doing, and it's hard to imagine having to you know learn a whole new process. Especially since things are always changing so fast. I mean, Eidolon medicine? I don't know how I can keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, I mean, I mean, you saw the presentation, right? Hopefully, it's something that can, um, you know, be be more than just us. Um, if you know, I feel like I feel like if that's something that can really penetrate the medical field, I mean, we could be seeing a whole new whole new world of healthcare. I mean, I don't know that this whole ritual thing, though. What's that like? Ah, uh, I really wouldn't wouldn't know. Um, I'm kind of a uh, kind of a fringe case, really. Um, I don't know if it's just the, you know, the the fact that we've got so many so many idol on medicine practitioners just kind of attracts it or what. But I kind of I kind of stumbled into this. Wait, how'd you get yours? Um, well, I I kind of kind of by accident. I it. it and I, uh, Sam doesn't see any reason to really lie about it, so they just hold up the gloves that they're wearing, which currently look like, you know, uh, I don't know, dress gloves, you know, not really a thing, but the closest you can come to with this. Um, yeah, these, these gloves I'm wearing, they, I guess they have Eidolon powers in them or something? Where'd you get them? Uh, I, I kind of stumbled on them in the hospital just, you know, doing my job. You mean you took them off a, a patient? Uh... Not directly off a patient, no. It was, you know, uh, personal effects left behind that I, you know, picked up. I was tending to do what we always do with them, but, um, turns out when I picked them up, they kind of became mine, I guess. Personal effects? Like, like from someone that died? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm an, I'm an orderly. That's, it's one of the things I have to do. Oh, so, sounds like maybe they were from the person who died, already had one? Or got one somehow at the hospital? I really don't know. And, uh, I'm trying to remember your presentation. You can, like, uh, you can, like, sense stuff, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I don't really have control over it, maybe because it wasn't originally mine, but, like, yeah, sometimes I just kind of get, like, flashes of, like, memory, almost, of things I touch. Hey, you sense anything about me? Um, yeah, you know, um, I kind of like Halo 2. <laughs> I love Halo 2. Are you a big gamer? I wouldn't Maybe say we should play games together. What's your gamer tag? I wouldn't say I'm a big gamer, but you know, I, I find it I find it kind of nice to do something uh, you don't have to think too hard about when I get home from work. It's it's brutal. I I have no energy to do anything after I come home. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, it it was nice to meet you, Sam. I hope we meet each other again. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah, I think uh, Doctor Pyre's me like so. How'd it go? Uh, they, so it kind of worked. Um, I like took what you told me about their hand pain and tried to like focus on that as I shook their hand. And, um, I, I got a, I got a little flash of what they've, and Sam just kind of hitches a little bit, um, a half chuckle as, you know, they realize the, um, wide range of possible results this could have had, um, found out what they've been doing with their hands recently. Um, <laughs> And, uh, it turns out they play a lot of video games, like, with a controller. Uh, I think, um, Dr. Pyre just smiles and is like, alright, alright, we've got something here. Yeah, I think it, you know, I think it might be circumstantial, I'm not sure, you know, 
I'm not sure all chronic pain is necessarily going to have a, a short-term cause, but... Well, maybe if we keep practicing with it, though, you can start reaching further back. And, you know, even if you can't find something, it's it's a useful tool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sam, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of time to talk about uh, how we're going to be organizing things. But, um, I mean, I assume you're not planning to remain as an orderly, right? What do you mean? Well, I mean... I'm not trying to say that that's not important work. It absolutely is. But it is work that a lot of people can do. But only one person can do what you do, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, But, I mean, I don't, I don't see why I can't do what I do in my capacity as an orderly, right? Like, interacting with patients is, is important. No, of course it is. Um, I guess all I'm trying to say is that you know, you have a uh, a talent, you have a unique ability now, and we should probably be focusing on where we can best, how we can maximize the usefulness of that for the sake of our patients, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say I'm happy to do whatever, whatever is needed of me to, to assist in all the things we do at the hospital. How would you feel about um, we get you some training to act as an assistant in surgery? I think I I'm open to that. Uh, he offers you a hand to shake. Yeah, I shake his hand. Um, I, <laughs> tell you if this is too much. I think you get a flash of him in the hotel room an hour earlier. Um, taking some uh painkillers that are one of the ones on the list that you're supposed to get for shrimp. No, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I um I do my best to pretend that I don't know that he's been taking Vicodin. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, unless anyone wants to do anything else, I think we can start winding down the session. Yeah, um, yeah maybe just this is just some color. Um, Amelia Lark is at um, the bar, just kind of nursing a drink, uh, while her Eidolon is up talking to people and, like, smoozing and, like, making connections, this little green cactus man. So you're... So you're like a doctor or something. That's weird. <laughs> He's him. Yeah, no, and like at a bar is the perfect place too. Those doctors are gonna love this guy. <laughs> I'm drinking. That's exactly the guy I want to meet. So, uh, cactus? Oh, cactus man, cactus. You know what are you? Uh, I'm Doctor George. Doctor George. Uh, I'm a cardiologist. Cardiologist, heart doctor, old ticker, bangs on the heart. I don't have that because I'm a cactus, but I know where it's at. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not the botanist, but like, what, what, what do you have? Uh, I got a skeleton like you do, but not like you do. It's made of cellulose. Uh, I basically get energy from the sun, turn it into you, that kind of stuff. You, you know about plants, right? You, as a doctor, medical school, you would have to have studied nutrition a bit, right? I don't mean to be rude. That whole Eidolon presentation that Fisher gave kind of went over my head, but, like, um, how are you alive? <laughs> how am I alive? You have any idea how long plants have been on the Earth before humans were? Yeah, but plants don't usually walk and talk around. Like, what's powering you? Uh, the sun, like anybody else. Uh, the, you know, you get it by, uh... You know, eating stuff that's got the sun's energy. I just get it straight from the source. 
So you have some sort of hyper-efficient photosynthesis? Hmm, if you want to get scientific with it, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I guess Fisher wants to move past the scientific medicine, which I don't really get. Sometimes you gotta keep an open mind. But like, it's not magic. It is, it is like photosynthesis. It is photosynthesis, uh, along with uh, the bond with my um, Amelia-like razor hand uh, partner. Yeah, partner. Uh, that sustains me. And that's also a good whiskey. And he, like, just downs a drink. So, like, you also have medical training? <laughs> medical training? I am medical training. That doesn't answer anything. <laughs> no, that does not answer anything! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a lot different from when I was in school. What was school like? I never went to school. What's that like? Um, basically, you don't sleep and you read books all day. Huh. Alright. Sounds like my kind of place. But I guess now it's all obsolete in favor of uh, magical rituals and intuitive knowledge. Uh, I want to investigate. Does this guy have a chip on his shoulder? <laughs> sure, what's your jet? Hmm. I wonder. If you need to investigate to find that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess Jen would be the good. Yeah. Um, one, I think. Didn't go to school. <laughs> the star. <laughs> That's a positive. A new way opens forward and questions, uh, yeah, what weaknesses can I exploit? So, Dr. George is a little bit of an older man. You can tell he's a little set in his ways, maybe maybe not keeping up on all the latest medical research, and certainly not this most esoteric kinds. He kind of has an insecurity about falling behind the times, you know, like, 30 years ago, he was one of the top people in his field, and now he barely even understands what he's looking at. Okay, alright. In a voice that sounds very, very old and weird, it's like, it's a little unnatural how old this voice sounds. The only constant is change. Everything dies and becomes something new. If you cannot face that fact, you have no reason to be a doctor. Jesus. Oh, okay. I mean, sorry, sorry, I got a little... Oh, the whiskey's really hitting me today. Uh, uh, things change, and humans have adapted to their situations constantly. They're kind of adapting machines. I'm, I'm sure you'll adapt to these stranging times like, like I have. Well, um, if you ever want to exchange emails, uh, he passes you a note with his email on it. Thanks, doctor. Thanks, doctor. I, I turn to Amelia, Amelia. What's an email? She shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think as you all start winding down in your hotel rooms, uh, Matt Fisher did buy you all fancy hotel rooms, even though this convention happens in the town in which you live, because he wants to take care of you, you know. I think as you start winding down for the night, uh, we can start reflecting on some of the relationships you've made, and let's write some ties. Ooh. Uh, Dr. Larch, you want to go first? Ooh. Um, yes. Uh, Molly, what's your character's name again? <laughs> it's going to take a while to learn this. Harper? Uh, yeah, my my character is Har Dr. Harper. Um, I, ad I admire Harper's sense of purpose. Uh, and I admire Harper's sense of purpose. And they're willing to help me out when I mess up all this human social interaction stuff. 
or wait, 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 let me try that again. Uh, I admire Dr. Harper's confidence. Uh, I should take cues from them on how to navigate the interpersonal stuff. Okay, what about uh, Dr. Pyre? Dr. Pyre uh, is haunted. Uh, I, w- I wonder if there's any way to heal their emotional damage. Okay, and uh, Sam Doric. Sam Doric, uh, I don't know why they seem insecure. They seem to be as good as any of these other guys. Also, whatever that random doctor you named, he is a relic and he will not survive. Dr. George is a relic and he will not survive. <laughs> Damn, harsh. And how do you feel about your boss, Matt Fisher, CEO of Soul Care? Well, while he may be a CEO that's destroying the planet and an enemy of all living things, he makes my job possible, so you gotta love him. Uh, Matt is an enemy of all living things, but you gotta love him. <laughs> he makes my job possible (laughs) sam what about your ties um i wish shrimp scampi wasn't so important to what i do (laughs) i'm often saying this (laughs) (laughs) okay um dr harper doesn't seem like he needs me doesn't seem like he needs me sam really does have an insecurity problem (laughs) okay Dr. Pyre seems to believe in me, and I don't want to let him down. Seems to believe in me, and I don't want to let him down. And, um, about Dr. Uh, Larch? Dr. Larch definitely has something going on, but their heart seems to be in the right place. And how do you feel about Matt Fisher, CEO of Soul Care? I believe in Matt. I believe- you believe in him? Yeah! Okay, you're you're fully bought in. Yeah, no, I I think the fact that um when Sam accidentally picked up an eidolon from a dead patient and um Sam's response was like, hey, yeah, this is great. You're absolutely part of the program now. We're gonna we're gonna do whatever we can to support you. That um that won Sam a lot of points because they were sure they were gonna get fired when that happened. He's a cool boss. <laughs> All right, and uh, Dr. Pyre. Okay, um, how old is Sam? Oh, uh, Sam's in their late 20s, probably. They've been doing this for a little while. Okay, uh, I I think that's young enough that, uh, Dr. Pryor would still phrase this as, like, Sam's a good kid, he just needs some guidance. In the medical field, that's definitely kid level, because a lot of interns (laughs) are much older than that. Right, right. Alright, Sam's a good kid, he just needs some guidance. Um, let me think here for... I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. Dr. Harper's a bastard who only cares about himself. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I question Dr. Larch's skills, but respect their enthusiasm. How do you feel about Matt? I don't like Matt, but I can put that aside as long as he lets me help people. What what puts you off about Matt? Um... He just, uh, something about him just sort of sets my teeth on edge. He gives me a very inauthentic vibe. Um, I'm here to work. I'm here to operate on patients. I'm not here to do the other stuff. And I'm just, you know, sure, I guess it's important. I prefer to be kept out of it. But, uh, you know, again, you're, you're giving me an environment where I can do the most amount of good so I can... I can suck up the fact that uh, I don't personally like you very much. All right. And um, Dr. Drake Harper, how are you feeling yeah. about everyone? <clears throat> um, let's see. How do I say this? Um, Dr. Larch 
um, needs to mm, needs to calm the hell down. <laughs> so they're they're a little too energetic for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think um, sorry, I'm measuring how bastard <laughs> uh, to make some of these. Go, uh, go all the way. Four episodes, so you need to go full bastard. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. We got four episodes. Yeah. Don't restrain yourself in the miniseries. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Then, uh, Sam can offer nothing to me. <laughs> well, I guess Sam's perception of you is correct. <laughs> Sam can offer nothing to me, okay? Um, Dr. Pyre lost one patient and can't get over himself. Wow. <laughs> Part of that is I don't even know if he knows that it's his wife, but, right. you know, he right. doesn't really care. How do you feel about your boss, Matt Fisher, CEO of Soul Care? Um... I think uh, Matt is going to make all of us famous. Hell yeah. So you're loving the attention you're getting. Yeah, it's great. And uh, let's see. With our, the NPCs were met with Shrimp Scampy, who shook down Sam. We got yep, Billy Bologna, yep. the poop doctor, and John Kramer, yep. the nurse gamer. Any tie- And Dr. George, the cardiologist, of course. Yeah. Does anyone have uh, ties to them that they want? I have no opinions of any of these people. <laughs> yeah, I only interacted with Billy for like, you know, half a minute. Not Dr. Kramer, or, or sorry, Nurse Kramer should game less. That's my only opinion about any of these people. <laughs> and that's less, that's more of a medical opinion, really. Right, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> it's not a judgment. Just, you know, stretch or something, man. Yeah, read a book some nights. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say admire Billy Bologna, even uh, their their coolness, even after getting poop on them, is like, oh, they have a true kind heart. Every doctor should be as forgiving as Billy Bologna. <laughs> okay, I think with that, you've reflected on the day, you're ready to turn in for a nice sleep. Except that all of you get waken up with a call in the middle of the night. This is Detective Percy Gemini. I need all of you to come to Soul Care Hospital immediately. Matt Fisher has been stabbed. Idle on Oyster is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Eidolon Playtest or join our Discord at bit.ly slash AEDiscord. Eidolon Oyster will be back next week on November 20th for Patreon subscribers and November 27th for everyone else. See you then! See you then!